Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Let's do this, Jared. I'm not going to sing. I know. Because <laughs> I made singing. a new rule. Keepers. Awesome. Episode 20. We can't really celebrate 20, right? It's like not a celebration number. No. You're what? not old enough to drink. Nobody cares about 20. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 20. 20 the, the 20 birthday was a little. There wasn't really a lot there. Like you were probably already drinking and having a good time but like it wasn't that blowout you know it's like you're so close 18 was a big one 21 30 30 was a good one like you know what i mean like 30 seems like a, like then it's like pretty much the 10s after that you know each 10 where are we going with this that's it all right just a little fun fact you know this is what a lot of local radio does i listen to like local radio from like columbus ohio where mm. i'm from and they just suck <laughs> and, so you're imitating them today? Yes. Awesome. I can't wait. I just don't, I do not understand. They will banter. Like there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Like there's games that were last night and all this stuff. And they talk about like their family and like soccer practice for like 10 minutes. I'm like, dude. Dude, that's just Midwest. But that's just feedback. That is feedback they're getting from some program director that's like, hey, yeah, bring him in. Like we need to like talk more about like, you know, like grassroots family issues. That's like, right. Fine, have fun. Talk about the weather. So yeah, let's talk about the weather. <laughs> yeah, um, another fantasy week in the books, and another one starting already. We're already yeah. in another crazy like we're in this stretch now. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, <laughs> Who dominated last week in fantasy? Last week? Can we recap? You want to talk about? I mean, we we both won, right? That's right. Yeah, victorious. Should we high five? Sure. That was a good. What's sound. my record again? I don't know. You can look at it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a really big number. Uh, uh, 12 and three. That's right. 15 weeks into the season. And Woo! I'm in second place at nine and six. Jeannie is six and nine. And Jason is three and 12. Who I play this week. Wish me luck. Week, six, week 16. I believe. Uh, you what, might get seven, this week. Seven games left in the season, right? I think we play. It's week twenty-two. It's like it's like Halloween's the last day. I'll get an official day here at one of these moments. But um, so yeah, I think if everyone's in, if anyone's in my position, it's like three games behind with seven to play. Like you have to, like it's got it's win time, and you got to start getting your first place team to start. Like you got to start dropping games. The only thing I've got going for me right now is that my point value, I think, is only maybe like 20 or 30 points behind you. And that's the, a big tiebreaker. However, you could lose this week. I could. We To Jason because of COVID. Yeah, we will get into that. So let's just jump into it now. Um, shitty news. So the Portland and Washington game has been postponed. The NWSL had a... Nice note on Twitter following four positive cases among Washington, the Washington Spirit tonight's match, which would be Saturday, between Washington and Portland has been postponed due to the league's positive testing protocol. Details regarding the rescheduled match will be announced in the coming days. 
Yeah. Thanks. Coming days. That's really specific. Right. So if that match plays Tuesday or earlier, it will count in our week. If it doesn't, it's just going to go in whatever week it's going to go in. So, you know, for you people in the fantasy league, what we had to do was like pick backup players either off our bench. (laughs) Tourette's happening over here. (laughs) It was a pivot. Uh, It was a pivot. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I... Jared, you can talk about what you're going to do, but I'm basically putting my bench in as backup if necessary. And then I had to put, you know, my D on a, you know, COVID list and and name a backup defender to pick up a free agency if needed. Yeah, we talked a little bit about, we haven't talked about this in literally like 16 weeks. Like we talked about it before, we're like, hey, have a contingency plan for your league if you have, if there's COVID and we're finally seeing it, like we've seen it with individual players, like Jess McDonald had it earlier this year and, you know, it was, or she was exposed, I guess I should say, or, you know, some kind of contact, contact tracing. So she had to go away, but that was easy. You put on your COVID IR spot or your COVID spot. So you're good to go. But, um, this is a little different. Now we're talking about two teams. So like you said, um, it's, we think it's best practice for your league to if it's played within that Tuesday time frame where it's postponed, it still counts for the for this week. And if it doesn't, then you use those backup players. So for me, I have Sophia Smith and Lindsey Horan um, as my as two starters for Portland. Um, and so I had to say that okay, I have Eugenie Lesomer. She's going to be one of my backup starters. I'm moving Ashley Hatch to my COVID spot, and then I picked up Kristen Hamilton. And Kristen Hamilton is now my backup for, you know, either Horan or Smith. So what it is, you won't find out what your team's total score was until after that. It's going to be a little later, but it's the most fair way to do it. So if you pick a backup now, you're not in a pinch of going like, oh, I just lost everyone and I had no backup option. So your league needs to have some kind of contingency plan. So hopefully they play by Tuesday and hopefully we get more specifics from the league because it's just kind of like, you know, it's par for the par NBA for the court. That's a good way to put it. So, um, so some news on the. Uh, uh, this is interesting. There's no way to kind of transition to this. So the NWSLs fined Angel City FC for announcing the signing of Kristen Press before a contract was completed last week. So the league said the expansion club announced the signing prior to the full execution of the player's agreement, which violates some kind of section in the rule book. The NWSL also said ACFC ignored a league directive regarding the announcement. Um, So that's it. Yeah, I mean, okay, great. They got slapped on the wrist. Also, it was probably dumb. Like, you you don't put things out in the press unless the ink is dry. So, you know, whatever. Great, let's move on. Yeah, you know what the cool thing I found from this, though, is that the club, you know, they got... They got Kristen Press, and there's report. The rumors are she's going to make five hundred and fifty thousand on a two-year contract. Which whoa, like two twenty-five a year. Compared- no, like I said last last week, it's excellent for women in the NWSL because she's raising the bar for player contracts. Yeah, for top-tier players. Yeah, which is fantastic. And it's they got a little bit of allocation money, so like yeah, we're kind of I mean, seeing how that works a little bit now. We're like, okay, we can kind of see what that money is doing, but it's, there's still a lot of money that we can't see. What's happening? I can't wait till player contracts are made public. Uh, more NWSL news. Racing Louisville FC fires coach Christy Holly. Can I get a here we go for this one, please? Oh, yeah, sure. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good timing. <laughs> Just seriously. Um, Mario Sanchez will head the soccer holdings. Uh, the head of soccer holdings youth academy system will serve inter- as interim head coach. But uh, he was hi- Holly was hired in August of 2020. Um, 
there's been a lot of dismissals lately and they, he was fired for cause. Yeah. And it's very strange because they also, there's fired also- Fired for cause means you violated your contract, by the way. It doesn't mean you sucked as a coach. But it also, I saw that he didn't do anything. I saw there were some rumors out there that there, this has nothing to do with like um, some kind of violation of like a conduct. It's, that's what I was hearing. I saw some rumors to the contrary. I, I mean, I, I was reading some of the fan commentary on, on some of these articles, which I, I was impressed. Uh, NWSL fans, way to go for being smart and not just being trolls. But that, you know, someone said like, you know, hey, NWSL, like how about background checks or even foreground checks? Like all it takes is a simple Google to, to see some shady stuff here. So... Is he shady? What's going on? Yeah, there? when Christy or Holly left Sky Blue FC... Uh, of which he was the former head coach, he was involved in a visa scandal, not as in the credit card, but as in how you get into the country. So uh, he was involved in a, basically uh, a scandal where they were applying for visas from Global Premier, which is another, um, you know, international entity, and saying that those people were coming here to scout for international players but they weren't they were coming here to be assistant coaches for sky blue fc and so they were getting visas into the u.s under false pretenses not um you know and their argument was sort of like well it's not hurting anyone so it's no big deal but it's still you know shady it's still breaking the law and he was also uh left sky blue fc amidst uh, an inappropriate relationship with their captain who at the time was christy pierce rampone people kind of shrugged that one off by saying, well, they got engaged and now they're married. So I, you know, sort of okay. But uh, I mean, there's, there's really borderline here. So if you fire someone for cause, it means they violated their contract. I also saw a Reddit uh, thread that had been immediately deleted, but showed up in a Google search about why he was fired for cause and alleging something inappropriate. So, Let's uncover more of this mystery. Well, as we know, the NWSL will probably uh, take their time because, you know, the Richie Burke thing is still happening in, in Washington, um, which we'll get into. Um, actually, you know what? Let's just skip ahead. Let's just do that because yeah. that's right there. So the Washington Spirit ownership has been, <laughs> I mean, as you all know, Richie Burke was fired. They said it was for an illness and it later came out that it was for inappropriate you know, behavior on his end. Um, and also, you know, whatever, whether that was language or possibly physically, like it's, it's gone. And so they're still investigating that as a league. Um, there was, uh, signs at the last game. Um, I got to pull it up on my end uh, cause I forgot to do it, but there were signs at the last game that people came with where it just says, uh, sell the team, Steve. And that's Steve Baldwin, who is one of the owners. Um, and I've got to get, if you could help me. Oh, it's uh, Michelle Kang, mm -hmm. who's the other 35% each. So publicly now it's coming out that Michelle Kang was saying that Baldwin was going to sell her, you know, his portion of the team. But now it's he's kind of digging in his heels. And, right, and Baldwin was the person who hired Richie Burke in the first yes, place. He kind of despite, friends. Despite despite the obvious uh, evidence that that was a, a poor hire. Yes, good point. There were some other sources out there that were involved with the team who no longer are saying that, you know, they, they were, Baldwin was kind of warned about Burke's behavior. And so Baldwin's been with the team since 18 and Kang's been with since 20. So just last year she came in, but they're both 35% owners. And then there's another gentleman who's a 30% owner, but it's getting really ugly. 
ownership wise, which is kind of funny because Washington's still playing really well as a team, and there's a total disconnect there. I think the team was kind of like, you know, f this, whatever, we're playing, but you know, no coach, real. No, no real coach. The ownership's in disarray. Mm -hmm. I personally hope that Kang gets control of this team. I've heard that she's, you know, one, it would be good to have a, a, a woman as another, uh, as an owner, um, to be in a position of power and, uh, to get the old guard out. Cause there's, a, there's been a lot of rumors with Baldwin. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, yes, obviously I wholeheartedly agree with that. The, the latest news, which broke on Thursday is that, uh, spirit hire Ben Olson as club president, which is rumored to have oh, yeah. gone down, uh, um, oh, yeah. as a, Steve Baldwin end run around Michelle King and possibly some of the other owners. Yeah. So he, he did that, you know, without full uh, ownership consent. Um, not great leadership skills. No, <laughs> that's, that's I think not how you do it. Washington's had some problems. We've all heard what Ashley Harris thought of the organization. That was different ownership then, but when she was there and not having a pride week for the team, the only team in the league that wouldn't do it. And so that obviously Ashley Harris, you know, got out of there. I forgot to mention too with that sign at the game, the sell the team, sell the team, Steve. Um, you know, allegedly, and I mean, pretty heavy rumors. Um, this is from uh, Molly Hensley Clancy on Twitter, who is uh, sports investigations at the Washington Post, a pretty good source. So the supporters group at the Washington Spirit game were just told by security to take down the sign demanding Spirit owner Steve Baldwin sell the team. Security told them the request came from ownership. <laughs> So like, <laughs> like if you're being that petty, it just reminds you of like Elaine and Seinfeld yeah. where she wore like the Baltimore Orioles cap at the Yankees game and like security came down and they're like, ma'am, you need to take off the hat. She's like, no. And she got kicked out of the game because like, I'm not taking my, it's a baseball game. Yeah. It's like, how can you, how can you go to a game and like express yourself and not, and that's not a mean way. It wasn't like curse words and something really, you know, it was like sell the team. We are, mm -hmm. di we disagree. And then you just feed right into it and then act like an, an idiot still like yeah. as ownership first we think tyranny. i know what are we doing yep keep the sign up like if anything it's at least shows a little bit of healthy that you're open to hearing from the fans now you're just trying to close the door on the fans it's really enraging as an owner you should almost feed into it like pro wrestling where it's like okay bring it on like i'm digging in my heels like you just look like more petty when this happens um not sure if this next story is petty or not. I know we were talking a little bit about it last night. So the uh, USA Gymnastics files to settle with abuse victims for $425 million. That's for 500 abuse victims, I believe. So it'd be less than a million. I, would, I don't know how they would divide it up. I don't know how they would decide. But the U USA Gymnastics filed a joint $425 million settlement proposal on Tuesday. Um, so it potentially brings years of litigation to an end. Holly, um, the 425 million sum is significantly higher than the 215 million settlement that USA Gymnastics and the USOPC put forward in February of 2020. Um, the survivors have been in mediation with the organization since it filed for bankruptcy in December 2018. The rumor, the, the word is that a lot of people, a lot of a lot of insurance companies aren't following along with this. And this is, this sounds like a lot of red tape, and it's still going to go. But what do you think of the initial news numbers? All that kind of stuff. We've read most of my talking points already. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, I stole that. From yeah, you. yeah. Uh, so, but I'll fill in with the rest. Well, you had of some them. good points last night that I'd love to. I want to hear on the show. Yeah. All right. So, first of all, this is a proposed resolution. It's yeah. not an official settlement. It has to be approved by, uh, you know, the survivors. It has to be, you know, funded by the insurance. There has to, you know, there has to be some other. 
there are some other things attached with it as in like, okay, USA Gymnastics, how are you going to, what are you going to, what controls are you going to put in place so that this doesn't happen again, etc. I'm of two minds of this. So first of all, this is fantastic. It is fantastic because if we look at the history of the way that we have treated female sexual abuse victims in society, whether that's in America or in the broader Western world or, you know, globally in general, uh, the historic pattern is it's not talked about. Uh, the victim is told that she's crazy. It's, you know, she's punished or sent away to somewhere where she isn't visible. So to have a very public case, to put this in historical context, we have a very public case where you're setting for a number like 425 million is a giant endorsement of victims' rights and a, a pendulum shift in terms of you know how we treat this. And, and unfortunately, I don't think it would have happened if, to this degree, if there hadn't been so many survivors. And that that's really the heartbreaking and tragic part about this. Um, but I think it's still, due to their bravery, something important happened. Also, it's not enough. So let's do some math. So yeah, it's better than $215 million, but $425 million is still not enough. Let's think about that. $425 million. There, like you said, are somewhere, I think, upwards of 500 survivors. However, the the law firm is representing over 200 of them. So I'm just going to take that number. Like, let's say there's 250 plaintiffs, right? You pay 40% to your lawyer off the top. So now we're down at $255 million, which is about a million dollars per survivor. Great. You're going to pay 35% in taxes at a conservative estimate off the settlement. So the max that each of them is going to walk home with is $650,000. Not enough. Wait, how many survivors are there? Being represented yeah. by this lawyer, yeah. there's over 200. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not enough. There should, this should be a mid-seven-figure settlement for each of them because USA Gymnastics knowingly allowed that. Mid abuse. meaning 50 million? Or mid meaning... What do you, like, Mid-teens. Like like, yeah. Oh, it's like 15 yeah. mil. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think that would be appropriate. That number is never going to happen. No. That's what I think would be appropriate. Yeah. If they could get it to a flat million or something, just optics. That they're you know, walking home with. Yeah, yeah. That they're walking home with. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. The whole thing is sucks. I mean, it's like it's gonna be in litigation for a while with all these insurance companies. So best of luck. I mean, they're get it sounds like they're getting somewhere and there's getting to be improvements, but I'm with you that you know, just maybe a decade or two ago it was we're blaming you and now we're at least here, but we need to go further. So agreed. Uh, let's do some, you want to do some quick hits here with uh, some sports? So Tobin, yeah, uh, let's do some quick hits. Tobin, oh yeah, go ahead. Hey, hey, take my talking points some more. <laughs> here we go. It's okay. I've been interrupted by male colleagues all week. That's right. Whoa. <laughs> Not just a colleague. <laughs> Come on. All right. So as Jared started to say, Tobin Heath signing with Arsenal. Definitely not coming back to the NWSL anytime in the near future. Uh, starting with Arsenal. Apparently next week, um, yay for her. Next up, Gotham hires Scott Parkinson as the head coach. And I don't have on here who is the assistant coach. Let me pull up her name. For Gotham? Yeah. Gabo Yanez. Okay. 
hopefully I'm pronouncing them right, Goebel, maybe. Yes. All right. Scott comes from Chicago. being an assistant coach both in Utah and in Chicago. We'll see how that goes for them. Hopefully well. Canada wins World Hockey Championship against USA. Uh, marie Philip Poulin scores an overtime to win gold for Canada, taking away uh, U.S.'s gold medal run, I believe, since 2012 in that tournament. Congratulations to Canada and uh, all the women who play hockey. Can I say I'm just glad there was a championship because remember how this was threatened months ago. You know, it's canceled and da, 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 so like and they made it happen and it was good TV. Like it was a this is the final Canada USA yeah. overtime. Good game. Yeah, I'll happily watch watch it's it. hockey. It's great. Yeah. All right. Sloan Stevens calls harassing messages after U.S. Open laws exhausting and never ending. So Sloan Steven loses her game in the U.S. Open, gets 2000 trolls on Instagram. Are we at all surprised that athletes suffer from mental health issues? <laughs> like, no, no. You, like just. <sighs> I think there's a disconnect, too. I think Be Sloan better. Stevens who's in people. Her, sorry to interrupt. No, I'm just um, commenting with you. But I think she's younger, and I think there's a divide. I, I mean, I'm I'm 37, so I who knows what I would be like if I had fame and and all this stuff. And maybe I would look at my my tweets like uh, in Ted Lasso, the assistant coach who's like obsessed. Well, of course you would, because but, that's a, a Instagram is a main fan interaction platform, so you're on there posting. I know some people that are you know people who have some clout in the business or something that just don't look at DMS anymore and don't look at anything like that. And they just, you know, they have an account and they post and maybe they have someone that manages it for them and says like, Hey, this is something you probably want to respond to. Like, that's the best way to go about it. It's like Sloan. This isn't like 1995 or even like 2005 that it's just the newspapers. It's just ESPN. Like it's everywhere now and you're inundated with it and you're young and you came up with it so young and it's like just ingrained in your life. Like not saying I'm not like she has every right to bitch and complain about it because people don't have a right to go and say that anonymously. I hate this anonymous social media crap. You can just complain can as an reframe avatar. reframe that? Like I, I feel like bitching has such a negative connotation. Like you're just whining about something. This is actually serious. What did I, what did I say? You said sorry. she was bitching and complaining. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like I, she's, I'll take that. I'll, I'll rephrase that. So she's, um, concerned about these vulgar messages she's getting on social media and she has every right to be. Um, and people should be found out if it's, you know, there's been threats made to athletes recently where it's, they do now investigate into it. So hopefully they look into some of these, but I also think there needs to be a point where it's like, man, if you can somehow just keep, keep your eyes off of it. Like, I know that's not a conclusion, but like, geez, like just don't read them. Like just have an Instagram and just, you know, have someone manage it. I don't know if there's a good sure. way to balance it. Hopefully but also there people is. be better. Yeah. Way better. Like what do you, do you have nothing else to what's do? What's wrong than with complain? your shitty ass life that you have to be cruel to a total stranger? Yeah. Like how, how, does that makes you feel better. I, I can't believe that that's actually And this true. could be like when we were kids, like we would prank call people and it was mean. Um, but it lived within that space. Thank God we didn't have any of this stuff because you know, what do we, how much weight, you know, it's like, God, like we always talk about that. Like how big is this story? Is it just 10 people complaining on Twitter? Yeah. I mean, just, that's a really how, interesting point. Sucks. Like there is a point, I think as you're growing up where you do things like pranks and they're mean. Yeah. You know, no one knows I, think, I feel like most people did that, but part of that process is like you learn that they're mean mm -hmm. and you feel bad 
and you you decide to get you know have different behaviors as you as you grow up it's like where's the you know this can't be like you know uh, like a, a just a very small group of like i don't know 10 to 17 year olds who are being assholes it's like you know adults that span the spectrum who are trolls like where is the disconnect here is this a good way media? to solve it then do you just say you do an investigation and you actually find like randomly like 100 people like okay we found the actual 100 people have said some bad things then you go on social you go on social media and you say like this is bob smith he works in insurance he complained that slow stevens has like a sh shitty 100%. this and shitty that because uh, people are got doing three it daughters you know what i mean like and they're million. hiding behind an anonymity yeah. and they should be outed yeah like what yeah. would happen when we were kids was like they would some like neighbor would come to our place and be like yeah you tp'd our house like you got to clean this shit up like I'm, I'm not you know and you but you learn from it so if it's adults doing this especially but do it for kids too. If it's some teenager acting like an asshole, like humiliate them. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm in 100%. Um, let's uh, pivot to some fantasy. So is there any, I don't need to go over every single game last week. What we're, we had tons of games last week, seven on my account. And then there's been one game already this week. What stuck out to you last week, fantasy wise? It was um, a lot of donuts. Yeah, a couple things stuck out to me. I mean, Rachel Daly finally came through for me, you know, with an assist for Prince. That's right. <laughs> Scored for Houston against Louisville. Gotta love to see that. I think, you know, Ashlyn Harris shouts out for becoming the all-time leader in saves in the NWSL oh, this yeah. week with, uh, you know, uh, in the game against Gotham. Um, and then also, you know, Megan Rapino on fire, scoring her third brace in three games uh, with an assist from Fishlock. Thank you, Fishlock. But I think that was a great game because it was the game against Portland and it was paired up with the, the Timbers against the Sounders game and they played in, in Lumen Field, which is the Sounders and the Seattle Seahawks Stadium. And I think, oh, yeah. I mean, you see Megan Rapinoe, like she's always going to step up on a big stage to make a point. So, you know, she did. And I, you know, I thought that was, uh, you know, a really cool thing that they did together. Um, although I will say I want to see the... Portland Thorns get their own website and stop being a derivative of uh, the Portland Timbers website. Yeah. Like a couple of other NWLs that tell them, sorry, it costs like 12 bucks on GoDaddy to get a .com name. Like, let's just get that organized, guys. However, I like that there's, you know, cross-marketing opportunities there. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. What, yeah, what I, game stood out to you? Uh, I really like the Portland Goth, uh, the Portland and I guess, uh, you know, Thorns and Gotham game. Um, Portland won two to one, but I thought that was a really good quality game. And I love, I mean, just really like seeing all the stars back. You know, you have Sinclair who gets on a, you know, scores on a free kick. You got Haran out there. You got Dunn, you've got Klingenberg, you've got, um, you know, Bixby who's playing well and you've got, uh, Sauerbrunn who's back. It's just, and then you've got Carly Lloyd on the other side and what? you have lots of stars and it was really fun. It was a good, well-played game. And O.L. Rain, like you said, with Rapino, like, O.L. Rain's got Portland's number this year. And if they meet in the playoffs, like, Portland's really running, like, they're running shit right now. But if they meet in the playoffs, like, that's a nice Northwest uh, rivalry. And I like to see that. Yeah, um, that's a big threat if they meet in the playoffs, for yeah. sure. I think we saw Chicago beating KC up. KC had a lot of games. Um, and Chicago scoring three goals is refreshing to see from them. And well, um, Mo with a brace there and assist from Pew and yeah, Watt. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy points all around. Yeah. And then Washington, North Carolina, the double zeros. You know, it's tough. Like both defenses, there were a lot of shots in that game, 
But uh, the goalie play was was well done by uh, Murphy, who's you're familiar with. Um, <laughs> but that's I think Washington. I, I want to give that to Washington like, to come away from the game with North Carolina and to get points for a tie. Um, and they really had a lot of shots, so I had to give it up to Washington for playing really well. And I mean, I could go through every game, but you know, obviously, uh, also the fall of Gotham. Gotham Gotham lost two games, and and they could fall quickly here. I'm not sure what's going to happen with them, but they just. They got beat twice. Just saying, you're making a playoff run. Don't fire your coach, even though she's moving to another, possibly <laughs> another team. Possibly. Next well, year. she was coaching in those games. No. Yeah, her last coach game was the Sunday game. Yeah, but like that's against, disruptive. Uh, yeah. So you think that that had an effect, like the knowing that she was going to leave, or do you think that so I, the whole thing is disruptive? I think they just. I just never. I just think they're a middle of the road. I just don't think they're great. Like yeah, they can't score right goals. They can't score goals or they don't play in they they play sharp soccer, but they don't finish very well. Now that Carly's around, like she can help finish. But when you go up against a Port a Portland and then and then Orlando just took it to them. And like that was a really good defensive game. Like Gotham's gonna be in every game. But then they're just gonna like if they don't score more than one goal, they're gonna get beat. So, um, I don't know. I think they're really a middle of the road team. They need Mitch Purse bad. Yeah. Uh, bold predictions last week. So, um, you said Carly Lloyd would, uh, make a point playing, uh, Alex Morgan in the pride and scores for Gotham. That didn't happen. Nope. She scored in the Portland game and said, yep. You said daily and Mews would both score goals against a tired Louisville squad. No dice. Mm -mm. Um, let's go through some. Oh, sorry. You got daily though. Oh, I did. So I got, that's a half. Here, that's a half. Um, <laughs> um, some injuries this week. Uh, Megan Rapino is out, right thigh. I mean, I'm, you're going to get tired of me saying thigh here. Uh, Midge Purse, left quad out. Uh, Danielle Colaprico for Chicago and Julie Ertz are both out. Both right thigh injuries. Alyssa Nair's out, right knee. Simone Charlie for Portland. We, they're postponed, but she's left knee. She's out. And Megan Klingenberg and Becky Sauerbrunn. Both right thigh injuries are questionable, but if that gets postponed, maybe it won't matter. Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on NWCL's injury report. Signings. Going back to Abby Dahlkemper. Her rights are going back to the courage at the end of the season. This is strange. Like They're almost getting the Houston dad are getting her on loan, which is um, it's strange. What do you make of this? Like, uh, Is it going to be worth it? Are you going to make a push at it? I don't know. This is a thing about soccer that I just don't understand. Like I, I know that it's a thing that's done, but I don't understand the tradition and the strategy behind having a really good player and loaning them to an opposing team. She so just don't have to pay them for the rest of the year and then, I don't know, save cash in the short term. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, but then they're a threat to your playoff run. Sure, yeah. I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't know. It could have been a money issue with Somebody hit me up on Twitter, explain. Maybe, here's what it comes down to. The, the, the NWCL needs to release, like, It'd be great if let's say, oh, look, Houston's got 50,000 of cap room left. And North Carolina's in the deficit. So, duh. But someone needs to come out and release that information so we know, like, oh, Dahlkemper's getting paid in Houston. She, you know, demanded a certain, maybe she needed to get paid something that North Carolina couldn't give her anymore. But we need to know. We need to know what's going on. Or it could just be a bad trade or a bad move. Um, let's go to uh, some streamers this week. Uh, if I can, um, oh, Jesus, Jared. Oh, boy. Really? Streamers. <laughs> um, I've got Sofia Huerta 
for the OL Reign. She already played once this week, but she's been playing defense the past few weeks. Seems to be a long-term thing, so I think you should pick her up. Kelly O'Hara for Washington. She had five key passes and a clean sheet against North Carolina last week, so a strong squad. Uh, I think her and Sonnet give Washington a good chance to win every week. And they play Portland this week. Well, so, they sort of don't. Yeah, they're supposed <laughs> they to play Portland. They may or may not play Portland this week. That's a good point. Um but I think she's worth the risk. And I think Sarah Buhati, she had five saves, two games in a row, and a clean sheet. So I think that team is peaking, and she's getting a lot of activity in the goal. So I think that's a good pickup if you're in a pinch and you can't get some of the big studs out there. Holly, who do you, who do you got as streamers? Oh, sorry. I also got Merritt Matias because North Carolina uh, plays Kansas City. Um, but watch out. They've been playing this 3-5. They played this 3-5-2 wrinkle in the last game, and they... The offense didn't score any goals. So I could see them going back. So she played midfield last time. So keep an eye off she, if she's actually playing defense this week. Well, so Imani Dorsey's back for Gotham. She's back off the IR. Oh, my God. I picked her up as a potential backup if I, if uh, Klingenberg doesn't play this week due to COVID protocols. And last week, she, you know, she had three key passes, one shot, and uh, one tackle against Portland. So that's a, you know, that's a solid. Oh, my God. I drafted her. I remember that. <laughs> that yeah, was, she was great in the Challenge Cup. Right. So in the waiver wire, I made this pickup as a backup pickup this week. So I say it again, Kristen Hamilton, say it every week. She's probably available in your league, four-team league. That's what we run. Stasher, she's been playing well lately. Andy Sullivan, keep an eye on her. She had 14 points for Washington this past week without a goal or an assist. So she was very active um, if she plays, of course, because Washington, as we see, postpone. Holly. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add to that. I would I would support Hamilton. You know, she had 22 points last week. Andy Sullivan, I'm going to push back on that one. I'm going to recommend no. I think that that was a, an anomaly. I think that, you know, while she's a great midfielder and she's great for her team, I think fantasy-wise, she's just not consistently productive. And I don't necessarily know that the return of uh, O'Hara and Sonnet are going to make her consistently have like a 14-point week. Okay, well, agree to disagree. I think she's going to be heavily involved in that offense. We'll see. Okay. All right, this week we want to talk about players who will win your week. I will win the crowd. I will get them something they've never seen before. Thanks, Maximus. So, <laughs> um, that's that's My husband knows the way to my heart right there. <laughs> he really does. Uh, yeah, shout out. Um... Holly, do you want to start? I want to start with you. So, who are the players you think are going to win your week this week? I think Fishlock. Um, you know, the Rain is a team with too many forwards, and they rotate in and out and, and don't have full games. But she is always playing, and she's a sneaky one. She's a little bit under the radar, but you know, she's points to put me and you if you have her over the top. She's been averaging s more than seventeen points per week for five weeks. That's big, and that's consistent. And the double game this week. So if you had her, um, potential double start. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Yeah. Who else you got? I got Nadim. She set out week 14, but since she's really come onto the Louisville roster as a full-time regular, she's got 17, 17, and 19 points. And you really need that high teen score to be able to win your week. I, I've been trying. I tried to trade for her for like two weeks in a row. And Jeannie, still open to it. Let's talk. Let's chit-chat. I think she's such a talent. Um, and I love watching her play. Uh, I've got Lynn Williams. They play Kansas City this week. Kansas City has given up eight goals in their last three games. And the last time Kansas City and North Carolina played, 
North Carolina scored four goals. Williams had one of them. This game just feels like it will get out of hand. North Carolina is jonesing the score after that uh, zero spot last week against Washington. Plus, this is a battle of the trade teams. So you're going to get Chris and Hamilton against her old team. You're going to get A-Rod against her old team. I think it's going to be physical. I think teams are going to be motivated. I think there's going to be some scoring, possibly on both sides. Sorry to Murph. But um, I I really think this, this, this game has a potential to, especially for North Carolina, like I will not be surprised. And this has got Lynn Williams, like 30-point week written all over it. So um, she's going to win you your week alongside her teammate, um, Casey Murphy. Six straight weeks of double-digit points. Last three weeks were clutch. 16 points. 26. 16. Nobody has scored versus North Carolina in four straight weeks. That's an unreal streak. So, Casey Murphy, who you have been writing pretty since pretty early on, has been a big part of you winning your week. So, I think those are my two players that will win you your week. So, uh, without further ado... Let's move on to our next segment, which I can't wait. It's a little bit of a throwback. Would you rather? All right. This isn't the uh, version that you're probably used to from back in the day, but the concept is the same, Holly. So we're going to play a nice little game of would you rather? Like, you know, would you rather start this player over this player? Or would you rather uh, trade so-and-so for so-and-so? So my question for you, Holly, this week is, would you rather have Rachel Daly or Ashley Sanchez for the rest of season. Rachel Daly was your first round pick this year, and Ashley Sanchez was your eighth round pick. If you had to pick one of them, who would you go forward with? Ashley Sanchez. Whoa! 100%. Okay, why? Couple of reasons. One, I think that she, you know, if you, I mean, Daly was out for the international windows, yes, but if you look in a, a an average of when they were here, I think Sanchez has probably scored as much as daily. I don't know. You can look that up. However, Sanchez is also like daily plays in the center. Sanchez plays on the wing. And so Sanchez has an opportunity more often, I think for things like assists and key passes, um, than daily does. And so she's going to just rack up more points that way. She's just, I think been a lot more consistent, you know, she's on an offense. It's clicking. I'm going Sanchez. Sanchez, like since week eight, 12, 17, 7, 11, 8, 6, 14, 9. Uh, Daily, of course, you know, had that huge break. She did have 15, 18 points week 15. But before then, you know, there's a zero spot. There's a nine. And then that huge break for the international window. And she started out 8, 17, 22, 8. So I, it's, it'd be, it, it, it's so hard with these questions. But I think I'm going Sanchez because I my, I agree my strategy, you. which is working all season long, has been not necessarily stack your team with huge stars that you know could have a monster week or could have nothing, but stack your team with the people that are going to get you consistent points and just aggregate the whole week. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm agreeing with you. I love Rachel Daly, but I think I agree with you on like a long term. I do too. I mean, we all know she's my favorite player. Yeah, but I'm going Sanchez. What do you What do you got for me? You got a little. Uh, you got a question for yeah, me? Yeah, I got one for you. Okay. All right. Would you rather have Christy Mewis or Sophia Smith for the rest of the season? Mm. Mewis was your first round pick. Smith was your sixth round pick. Man, I'm a huge Christy Mewis supporter. Um, if I had to choose one, I think I'm in that realm with you. I think I got to go with Sophia Smith. Really? Yes, Sophia Smith. I mean, last week with the double week was 34 points, but that's just mega. 
And then you look, there's, a, you know, there's, I think she didn't play. There's a zero, there's a six, there's a six, but then there's 21, 15, 14, three. She had a couple weeks, three, two. But early in the year, she had that 28 and a 19. Christy, I mean, there's the sample size isn't big. You know, before the Olympics, she had a 20 in there, a couple 17s and a 15. But since she's she just came back this past week and had nine, um, they are going to go away again for an international window. But there is a break for the NWSL, so I don't know if she, she – I think they could miss one game. But I'm just not inspired by that offense. Like, Houston, I don't know what it is. Like, uh, maybe they'll start clicking again, but they haven't looked very good with everyone back. They're kind of okay. And that offense for the Thorns, like, even if Sophia Smith plays 45 minutes, which she has been, which is a bummer for a fantasy owner – but man, she gets shots. She is leading out in front, and there are some That's really a fair point. talented people. She's really people. productive in the in the time that she plays. Yeah, right. who's giving her the ball? It's like wow, there's some really talented people giving her the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing Sophia Smith with that one. All right. Um, uh, I got one more for you. This is I I love this question. Would you rather have the Fab Five from Portland, Haran, Sinclair, Smith, Dunn, Klingenberg? Or the Fab Five from North Carolina: Williams, Dabinia, McDonald, Pickett, Murphy. Oh, oh man! Okay, I so I've got Haran, Sinclair, Smith, Dunn, Klingenberg. Yeah. Williams, Dabinia, McDonald, Pickett, Murphy. Oh man! It's really hard. So as you think about it, I'll remind people. Like in my opinion, I'll let you think it over. And so I don't need to think it over. Oh, okay. You don't need to think. No, what I, you, I'm going to go Portland. This pains me. No Murph. No Murph. That really pains me. Um, also, because I think Williams is, you know, one of the most productive fantasy players Pickett? in the league. But, and Pickett has been great. However, Pickett is not as good as Klingenberg. And Dabinia and McDonald. McDonald has just been way underperforming this year. And Dabinia is hot or cold. And I would much rather have Horan Sinclair, Smith, and Dunn. Again, racking up a consistent amount of points. Plus Klingenberg is my stalwart D. I'm going Portland. Fab Five, Thorns. I didn't know you were going to go that way because of the Murphy allegiance. And I thought once I put that down. Come on, you know me. I always bet with my head and not with my heart. Do you know where that? That's why I'm winning fantasy. Do you know where that started? That, that, That question for me? It started with the big three. And then I was like, wait, there's a big four. Wait, there's a big five. And as soon as I added Murphy in there. I knew that would sway that would because if you don't have her, then it's an easy question, I think. But when you put her in there and say, whoa, I don't have a solid goalie the other way I look at it. And to me, the Pickett Klingenberg argument is legit because Pickett's since week um, since week 10, 11, 10, 10, 18, 25, 12. Klingenberg since week 10, 11, 15, 7, 11, 0, 4. Um, now, she has gotten banged up and she's a little older. And I think Pickett is a little more spry. And Pickett's on a team. Pickett's that defense playing with Murphy too. That the clean. I think their clean sheet value has has been better than Portland recently. I might. Well, yeah, I mean Murphy's got four clean sheets in a row. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know. I I don't know how I answer that question because I got Sophia Smith and I I don't have to though. So <laughs> do should I I should answer I should answer it. And I think for I think for uh, I think I'm going to go with North Carolina. Um, I love the goalie. That the, that goalie and Lynn Williams were two players this week that I said would win your league. I think Dabinia picks it back up. I think McDonald has been okay recently. She scored finally again. And Pickett, I think right now, is the best defender in the league. Right now, week 16, she's the best defender. So I got the best goalie, the best defender, and the best forward. 
So I'm taking those three over Portland. That pains me because I love Portland and I have two of the players on that Portland list. So let's All get- right, let's do a recap next week of of uh, of the two Fab Fives and uh, and we'll see. I love that idea. And you know what else I love? Let's do it from week 16 to week 22. Let's see who of those five. All right, let's see that's what we'll do. Scores. Yeah, all right. Okay, uh, let's get to bold predictions. I've never- Oh my God, that was not bold predictions. <laughs> That was funny. Uh. Man, we need to get uh, our producer Hector it's in here to run the soundboard. Because I think him just walking across it with his little paws would be better. It's time for bold predictions. I love when you limp sick to your own you're voice. Stepping all o- you're stepping so all over hot. our guest. Yeah. So, uh, Holly, <laughs> let's get bold. Oh, I'm getting real bold. Oh, nice. I think Christy Holly's getting indicted. Whoa, that, that's... that's I know that's a really bold prediction, but I think it's going to come out. I think it's going to come out that he did something equally as shady as being involved in getting people illegally obtained visas to get into the U.S. I think he did something equally as shady in Louisville, and it's going to come out, and we're going to find out next week. Wow. I thought like there was going to be like something like, you know, so-and-so gets an assist for your fantasy team, and I'm like, I, and then I scroll down on the rundown, I'm like... Oh, indictments. <laughs> All right. Um, that's bold. I can't argue against that. That's a bold prediction. Um, I'm going with Dabinia. I think Dabinia scores her first goal since July 4th. They play Kansas City. I I mean, there's so many yeah. opportunities from the score. Yeah, she I feel needs that. It. The fantasy owners want her to score. I know in our fantasy league, she was benched recently. Benched. So I might try to trade for her. Because uh, I know some people are down on her. Uh, I got to get to work today. So um, you got any gripes this week? I think that you've, uh, I think you, you've got the gripes sufficiently covered here. Okay, great. So my gripes are, um, I was on, you know, I was at work and I was on the app and I was looking for, oh, let's, let's go to the injuries. Or I was on the, uh, that, by, by the way, you can't really find the injuries on the app, which sucks. Two, I was on the website and the injury page was just down. Oh, it's down. It's great. It's great. Like I, I forget what is this? Uh, what was the like, thing you made websites with back in the day? Like in like two thousand, it was like a tripod.com or something. It was like horrible. It's <laughs> not even real. Tripod. Is- Sorry, don't go to tripod.com. I don't know what that is. <laughs> don't go there. I don't go. Don't go. Um, and also, the game dates are still wrong on the app. They're day off. Like it's just an easy fix. Uh, I do have some good news that we saw this week. I saw yeah. an, an NFL promo. They do a th- uh, the NFL does a thing where they hang out and they watch games, or it's like an old player and a new player, or like brothers or or close teammates. And this week was JJ Watt and his brother, I think TJ Watt, I think. And JJ Watt was sporting the an NWSL long sleeve the uh, with the logo rainbow logo shirt. Of course, you know he's married to Kalia Watt star of the Chicago Red Star. So it's really awesome seeing, once again, cross-promotion. If you have someone as big of a star, as many eyes on J.J. Watt, some people might see what he's wearing and be like, what is that? And if you just yeah. get a few more fans or a few, former, and few more people. it's the Pride logo from the NWSL. Yeah. Very cool. Logo. Yeah, it was awesome. So good to see that. Um, yeah. Excuse me, next time oh, my God. Jared is off today. More, uh, Look at this. Color. I'm just not. <laughs> I've been interrupted by Megan Rapinoe today. I've been interrupted by uh, Sam Mewis today. Um, and that's it. But Megan Klingenberg Here we go. has been on time. 
Uh, good luck this week, Holly. You've got Jeannie this week. I've got Jason. That's right. Um, it's in a, it's the, the game's in jeopardy given this whole COVID situation. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, my God. Yeah. COVID plus injuries. So if you're like us, who I think Holly and I have like every player that's on Washington and Portland. I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, you know, it's pretty much just uh, it's pretty much it. Like, I think it's maybe just Andy Sullivan and Bledsoe who we don't have. Yeah. And everyone else we we own no, I think else. O'Hara's free agent right now. Yeah, well, that's I what I mean. It. Like, yeah. Jeannie doesn't have to worry about the COVID thing right now. Um, but we've got a lot of work to do here. So I think, or did she message us about COVID? No, oh, she cares. did. Rocky. Rocky Our fans Mar- do not Rocky care. Martinez. She's picking up Marta uh, as, as a Rocky bag. Rodriguez? Yeah. What, am I wrong? You said Martinez. You spliced Rodriguez and Marta <laughs> together. <laughs> I can't even. It's been, a, it's been a long week. It's been a long two weeks, everyone. Jared's coming off working 13 days straight, you guys. This is this is his first quote-unquote day off. And we're still working. 14. Um, so good luck to everyone. Not true. <laughs> 14 days. Oh, yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah, craziness. Crazy. But I'm up for it. Let's go. Enjoy the fantasy games this week, everyone. See you next week. I've never taken a dancing class. Is that where your great posture comes from? Ballet? Probably. Yeah. Is this a prank? Did you really take ballet? No, I did. I just never know. In jazz.